Charlotte Soccer Show. Welcome back. John Hayes here. You're going to hear from Danny Brams shortly. You always do here on the podcast. And I'm excited to bring you yet another Charlotte Soccer Show interview. This time, it's one of our own. It's one of our own. Jalen Lindsay, he's one of our own. He's going to be here. We're going to talk to him about his stellar performance. In his own words, he calls it the best match of the season for Charlotte FC, and he played a massive role in that win over the reigning MLS champions. We talk about the the two games coming up in the next week, Saturday against D.C., the opportunity there, and this team's quest for a playoff spot. We also get to know Jalen a little bit off the pitch, talk about his upbringing here in Charlotte, his experience with the Charlotte Soccer Academy, his move out to Kansas City where he became a professional, then ultimately his return here to the Queen City where he's blossomed as a fan favorite and where he became the first ever Charlotte FC player to have a special TIFO designed in his likeness. Really cool moment. We'll get his thoughts on that as well. For now, stick around and enjoy the interview. All right, Danny, we've got one of our own here. Uh, we're, we're at the facility once again here with, with the one, the only... Jalen Lindsay, he's one of our own. He's born here in Charlotte, and it's it's a pleasure to have a Charlottean on the show. Welcome to Charlotte Soccer Show. <laughs> I appreciate it, man. Thank you for having me. Appreciate it. We've got a ton to discuss today. Um, I, I want to specifically talk about one game this season where you were unbelievable with the LAFC match. I want to get into that a little bit, talk about that match, okay. talk about your family, the support here in town mm-hmm. growing up, how they supported you, your journey out to Kansas City mm-hmm. to only end up back uh, here in Charlotte, of course, two huge matches yeah. in the next week. So uh, we want to get into all of that. But okay. we, we want to get to know you okay. off the field too. And I know Danny has <laughs> a really yeah, yeah. So you know, start. obviously, okay. we keep it casual, we keep yeah. it conversational. I want to get to know you. I want to uh, start by ranking. We can't play uh, FMK, unfortunately, but we can play rank them. Right. So uh, we're okay. gonna uh, rank them: score a goal on the pitch, prevent a goal with a great tackle. Or achieve a goal in your personal and professional life. What what's number one, two, three there with with that ranking? Oof. So you said the third one was what again? Achieve a goal in your professional life, like okay. something that you wanted Oof. to get done and you did it. I'm glad yeah. you asked that follow up because he <laughs> asked me that question yeah. and I had that same. That was like chief. I'm like chief. Achieve. Uh, <laughs> yeah, yeah, no, yeah. yeah. Ooh. Uh, I would probably have to say one would be achieve a goal in life. Yes, love that. Um, and then two be prevent three a goal. I love it. So, and I, if that. I would have guessed your answers, I would have guessed those. Yeah, two. Was those three? okay, yeah, okay. Was all yeah. set up. <laughs> you knew prevent a goal was up one or two at least. Yes. So. Yeah, yes, absolutely. It was all set up because I want to get into the goal, which is this final run uh, stretch of the season and get into the playoffs. Where's yeah. your mind on that? Uh, I mean, yeah, I think you know, obviously my goal. I think the team's goal. You know, our obviously our main goal. You know, as of right now, uh, this last stretch is. You know, just to get into the playoffs, uh, I think that's the most important thing. You know, I've been in this league; it's my sixth season, so um, you know, I kind of know the ins and outs. So it's just all about kind of get that over that playoff line. Um, you know, once you get the playoffs, I think anybody can make it to the finals. So 
um, we get to the final, or uh, sorry, playoffs. My bad. And then get to, <laughs> get to the playoffs, and then you know the next main goal is to get the final. So. It, yeah, it, we've got no problem with you mentioning the final right. on the show. Right, <laughs> right. Exactly. We're, we're dreaming of the yeah, final. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right. No, co- coach speak. No, no, no <laughs> not in a uh, safe space here. Yeah, but um, I, you know, it's one of those things where there's there's two matches here coming up in the next week, and. I, there's been so many opportunities for the club to to get three points, to get close to that playoff line, and all of a sudden you're kind of staring DC United in the face, and you get those three points, you're equal on points yeah. into that playoff spot. If you just you know take away the big picture and think about just that 90 minutes of football, it, it's probably freeing to know that situation is right in front of you on Saturday. Yeah, yeah, 100. percent I mean, we, I mean, we know like you know, obviously this is a big game, and you know, I think just the, all the games coming up soon here soon. Are important games, so it's either you know we kind of win, take you know all the three points, or I mean even a tie. I mean for me, I know we've tied a lot this season, but you know ties are you know more than zero for me, mm-hmm. um, and that kind of pushes us forward and forward just a, a teeny bit. But we we want those wins especially, um, so we know all these games coming up are important. I gotta follow up there and just say, what's it like going if you? hear the fan chatter last year it was like oh, our team can never tie if we could only tie if we could just get a few more draws <laughs> yeah, we could yeah. and now this year it's oh, all these damn draws yeah, yeah, like, yeah, yeah, yeah. what is up with this I mean team? like I mean yeah like it's not it's not appealing you know obviously I guess you know for fans you, you never want to see a tie you didn't want to see a win or loss I mean I know mm-hmm. you know I'm a victim of that whether it's while I'm watching soccer or I'm watching you know NFL or NBA you know you want to see a win mm-hmm. um, but in the day like it, it is important you look back you know at the end of the season you look back you say you know we did get all those draws, but those are, you know, all positive points. You know, that, that's towards our playoff push and that's towards our, you know, our main goal, which is, you know, get to the playoffs and hopefully get to the MLS Cup final. Speaking of, you know, your career, what you would prefer and think about results that matter, right? It's so easy to get caught up in the points. Hey, we'll yeah. take three points. Yeah. We'll take one point. You're looking at the standings. Let's go back to, to growing up here in Charlotte and talk about the idea of the result being your career, right? When was the first time you said to yourself, I can become a professional soccer player, I want to become a professional soccer player? So I'll, I'll split that into two. So when I knew I wanted to, uh, it had to be, it had to be my, my youth years, you know, growing up playing classic soccer here in CSA. Charlotte Soccer Academy. Yeah, mm-hmm. cool. and I think that's kind of when during that time period, because you know I was just—you you asked my mother to this day—I was always, you know, soccer, soccer, soccer. I played the only other sport I played was basketball for about a year, uh, and you know after that I just was like, no, I'm I'm sticking with soccer. But by the way, I've seen some sick highlights on YouTube of you playing soccer on a basketball court. Oh, that's the futsal. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's that's my mother with the videos. Uh, uh, shout out to her for that video, but. Um, but yeah, I mean, like I, I've always my entire life, I always wanted to be, you know, a professional soccer player. Um, when I say I knew, you know, I had the ability to, uh, is I remember the exact moment was when I got called into like my first youth national team camp uh, in Carson when I was like thirteen or fourteen years old. Uh, I remember my mother when I got the you know email invitation that came in that I was going to go. Uh, you know, she was stoked. You know, I was stoked. And you know, when I got there, you know, you're playing with you know, some of the best of the best in my age group throughout the throughout the country. So, you know, when I got there, I was like, you know, I got invited. I was like, you know, I can actually probably do this. You know, I, I could probably, this is kind of like, you know, that first step of trying to get that professional goal. Um, and, you know, when I knew I could have hang you know, the best of the best, 
you know, I knew I was, you know, destined to hopefully become a professional soccer player. So, you, so you go to to the U.S. national team call ups, the youth call ups. You go, you're on the field, you're feeling confident, you're seeing guys your age, and yeah. you're saying, "I can play with these guys." Yeah. Spin that forward to heading out to Kansas City. Yeah. And you start going into training sessions, and you're in that moment. How was that feeling there? Do you say to yourself, "I feel good again," or was yeah. there a bit of a learning curve at the professional? No, yeah. So I mean, like when. And I'll extend that kind of youth national team camp. I, I kept getting invited, you know, camp after camp after camp. And that's the last one I knew. You know, I'm, I'm obviously doing something right. Like, I either, you know, have the talent and ability and coaches see that in me. Um, and so w- when that time period came, um, you know, I got to those camps. And I kind of – my main thing was, you know, I got to those camps. I felt like, for me, those guys that were in, you know, those MLS academies, it felt like they were, you know, a little bit a step above me in terms of, like, you know, quickness, speed, you know, you know, either touches or speed of play. Um, so my main goal, I was kind of like, you know, I want that kind of MLS. I, I kind of want that MLS environment, kind of see what it's like. You know, if I don't like it, I can always come back home and be a CSA. Like, I, you know, obviously I love home. Um, so, I mean, I had a couple clubs that reached out to me, um, but the main one was Kansas City, um, you know, that came out and recruited me. You know, went out there. It was kind of one of those things. It was kind of like, you know, you either come here or you don't. And so, um, so then I remember my mom just kind of, you know, we drove – you know, 15, uh, 16 hours at the time. Um, yeah, I was dropped off to you know, a random teammate's family that were able to take me in, cool. which I'm super grateful for. Um, same time, it's just so weird because I'm just, my mom's dropping me off with some random family that she hasn't <laughs> even met before, you know? Yeah, and the next yeah. thing you know, she we get there, you know, she drops me off, you know, sees the house, the next thing you know, it's like, all right, mom, like, this is it. <laughs> like, this I'm not gonna, this is where, <laughs> it's where I live now. I'm not gonna see you for, you know, however long. Like, it could have yeah. been, could have been a year it could have been you know three months Maybe. two months you know but like it t- turned out to be you know a good probably three five four or five years it was one um, of those just like stay stick see how long you stick type of thing yeah yeah and so and that and that's yeah. where when you go back to your question you know when i got there you know i did feel like you know i was kind of a mainstay in the academy so that's when i got like again it was an extra step i was like okay like i'm obviously doing something right you know i have the talent um, so that kind of just gave me an extra boost of confidence to know that, you know, I was going to be a professional soccer player. And that experience, and at only 23 years old now, you know, one of the younger guys on the squad, yeah. you get that experience and you're on a squad that is a playoff squad, a squad that, that makes the dance. Yeah. So how do you take that and the experience you had there uh, and bring it into the locker room with these guys, some of them who have never been in an MLS yeah, so that, situation? Yeah, so that's what I'm super grateful for because – you know, obviously when I got to Kansas City, you know, especially with, you know, the back line sick, you know, I'm playing guys at the time like Matt Beasler, you know, Ike Opara, Graham Zussi. Cool. I mean, these guys, you know, have had World Cup experience, national team experience, have been in the league for so long, have had success, you know. So learning from those guys, you know, throughout those four years when I was there, you know, it was, I'm super grateful for because those were super good guys that I was able to learn from and they were so nice to me, you know, took me in. Um, and they they never acted like I was just some you know random young kid coming in. They made it seem like I was a professional already, you know. And they they took me in. And so, you know, when I got this move to come back here, you know, I, I saw that as a positive. I said, like, you know, I have the experience already. Like, as long, I know I'm a young kid. I know I'm coming here. You know, I'm 22. Same time, I, I have the experience already. I'm, this was last year was my fifth year, first year of Charlotte FC. Um, but I knew I had that experience already, so I was able to come in. And, you know, when games come along, like, I know certain players. I know how teams, certain teams play. I can give that, that advice to certain guys. And, you know, I remember especially, um, you know, a recent 
um, you know, moment when we came to Nashville. Um, and, you know, Yerde got his first start, and, you know, like he was going up, going up against uh, Liao. So I kind of told him before the game, I said, look, like, these are kind of his tendencies. This is what he like, kind of likes to do. Um, you know, and that, that's kind of my experience I can give to somebody like Yerde that, you know, has experience overseas and stuff like that. But just in this league, you know, I have that experience with just in the league and the players. So, totally. you know, I was able to give that kind of experience and uh, kind of just share my advice. Yeah, and MLS is a league with a lot of incomings who take a lot of time to adapt. Exactly. And adjust yeah. Time. Exactly. So, so I, I just—it's it, so interesting to hear you talk about that. And I wonder, like, do you have any sense of a lost childhood with having to, like, you know, like have been a professional for so long? You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. Yeah. like you've been a career-oriented individual. Maybe you know your career is something might see as a game, but it, it, you don't get to where you're at without taking it very seriously. So, like. How has that affected you as a young person who's had to be so career oriented? And what you know, how do you how do you keep having fun with it? I mean, yeah, I mean, this is why I tell people, like, you know, you have some fans that have you know children that are playing soccer, like, oh, like, what did you do? What did you do? And you know, a lot of people do say the hard work, which is yes, that's that's the main staple. Like anybody can work hard. Like that's what you want to do. But it's also like one, you know, I had the passion for the game, so that's mm-hmm. that's one. And two, since I had the passion, I made, I mean, so many sacrifices with childhood, like. You know, especially growing up, I never went, really went to, you know, you know, middle school events and stuff or mm-hmm. like the high school little events. Like I went to a couple of dances, high school dances here and there. But like, I mean, that was only maybe a couple. But like, I mean, throughout, if you compare me to, you know, someone else, you know, they're going to all these little events and, mm-hmm. you know, high school groups that, you know, I wasn't really a part of or, you know, I didn't really have... Yeah, you know, I went to school, kind of did my school, and that was it. Like, I had, yeah. I had, I had a couple of friends that I'll talk to here and there, but like, you know, like you said, I was so career oriented that like, you know, I kind of went to school, did what I had to do, and I'm going to practice. Mm-hmm. And so, um, I think, and, tra- tra- and, tra- 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 and training, and so, <laughs> yeah, yeah. and so, I, I just think, I just think, if, and so, I just think, if you have a goal, I think it comes with sacrifices. And mm-hmm. like you said, I, I sacrificed a lot throughout my childhood to get to where I am today. And you know, I wouldn't change it at all. You mentioned the fans. I think you've got a great relationship with the fans. I, I think the reason when or when Danny and I figured out that was it was uh, last season at Atlanta. Danny, were I there? We were down there, field level. We were hanging after the game. It was a. It was obviously a, a tough game, and. There you are. Yeah, there, 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 okay. great podcast moment here where I show you a picture that the listeners can't see. But uh, yeah, we had good access, and this nice. was this picture that I'm showing Jalen right now of him like shaking young fans' hands. This was legit 35, 40 minutes after the game. Like you guys stuck around, yeah. and like yeah, yeah. it was amazing. Like the connection y'all showed even then. Yeah, because we were just hanging. You know, we were just having a good time. We were happy that the club's around, and you know, it, it's so early in the club's history. It's you know, it's hard to get to know some of the guys and yeah, kind of yeah. what they're like off the field and what their involvement and is going to be like with the fans. And we saw you do that, and we were like, oh, Jalen must be a real one. And <laughs> and it's been it's been proved out over yeah. over the last year and now almost through this second season. Mm-hmm. What's your relationship been like with the fans? I mean, my relationships, you know, so far has been really good and. You know, kind of a confidence boost for me. Um, you know, was the Tifo at you know the recent game? And, no big, no big deal. <laughs> <laughs> First um, ever player to get their own team. You know, I mean, I mean, history, I, I, I mean like, yeah, like so, like that was that was kind of cool because you know that really kind of you know because sometimes like you're you're playing games like sometimes you don't know how the fans somewhat view you. If, like obviously you're not on social media that much, like you don't really know. And so, you know, obviously when the Tifo came up, it was kind of like okay, like these fans are behind me, like they're going to support me, like no matter what, whether you know, through hard times, through good times, like they're always going to be there, and so that kind of solidified it. And 
you know, for me, like when I first got to this club, my main goal was to have that relationship with the fans because, you know, I'm, I would say I'm considered that hometown kid that's, you know, from around the area that's kind of grown up, know what it's like to play at, you know, Charlotte Soccer Academy and kind of have that main goal to be, you know, be that hometown kid that playing the professional team in the hometown. And so, you know, when I came back here, my main goal was, you know, like, I want to give back to these guys. Because um, I know there's some fans that, you know, were, were following me because I'm from here and now I'm coming back here. So they, they saw it as yeah. an awesome story. So, um, you know, when I go out on that field, I, I just want to give, you know, everything to these fans. Because, I mean, especially now after the first game, I mean, we had, uh, was it like 70,000 after last year, the Galaxy game? It's just like, it's unreal to, to know that, like, we have all the people behind us. And so I just want to go out there and just give it my all for them. Yeah. Sadly, I noticed the other day, Efren Alvarez is getting, he's not even in the league anymore. <laughs> yeah. You can hate that guy. Uh, <laughs> uh, but yeah, the fans connect to you. You know, we always like to say, you know, he's one of our own. He's one of our own. That's one of our favorites. Yeah. We sing a lot on the show. That's yeah. one of the favorites. Uh, I want to ask you a little bit about um, the new competition that's coming to the team. You know, there's more competition now in the back line with Yere coming in. We talked to Scott Arfield a couple weeks ago, and he is in that same spot, sort of in the, in the areas where he played, where a lot of guys are fighting for the spots. How does competition make everybody better? What's your approach there? Yeah, I mean, I think always, you know, bringing in competition just grows the team even better and improves. I mean, you know, you, you do have some guys that, you know, you know, when they're not playing, it's you know kind of upsetting. But at the same time, like you're wanting to go out there and make each other better at the end of the day because, mm-hmm. you know, the more and more and more you go out there, you know, we're kind of trying to fight for each other's spots. The more that, like, you know, for example, like, you know, let's just say, like, me and Nathan, in a sense, like, you know, we both play right back in the sense, you know, I know he's going to be, you know, a step ahead. So, like, it's like figuring out, like, you know, what can I do to kind of either be even with that or even step above. So, like, mm-hmm. then it just keeps cycling over and right. over and over again. Right. You're each pulling ahead of each and, other. Yeah, we're, we're, we're each yeah, trying yeah, to just yeah, pull, yeah, exactly. you know, something out of each other to kind of make each other and better. So at the end of the day, you're both farther than you would have been. Yeah, exactly. And so it, now it's, you know, when you look back at the end of the season, it's, you know, how we were from beginning of the season to the end of the season. And it's just a total improvement of mm-hmm. just each other, you know, in a sense of, you know, whether if he's playing or if I'm playing, like, it's, it doesn't matter. But we're, we're always just improving no matter what. And we're, at the same right. time, like, it's healthy competition in that sense like you know me like everyone I think everyone on the team has you know that sense of you know a good relationship with each other and we're not you know sitting here like oh like you know you're playing like you know F that you know sorry sorry to get the language on the show but like that's the reality of it in the locker room you won't offend us yeah Scotty dropped an F-bomb no no but I mean that's that's the reality of it but like we we're all supporting each other in that locker room and that's the best thing you can get out of a group of guys is you know, we're sitting there supporting each other, but we also have that competition. Like, you know, we're going to go out there and give it our all. Yeah. So, well, if if it matters, I think the fans see it that same way. You know, from the out, yeah. from the outside looking in, I think that reflects oh, yeah. in the way you guys. Yeah, yeah, yourself. for sure. Yeah, for once, sure. yeah, and once that Tifo went up, it was like that. <laughs> yeah, yeah, you know, yeah. Danny and I knew like we were like Jalen's a real right. one way in the beginning, but like that Tifo goes up, and it's like now this entire fan base. Knows, yeah, yeah, you know, yeah. That, that Jalen is that guy on the back. I, I got one question about the back line, just because you're talking about it, um, and it's. I know uh, in your youth career, people were talking about you know you at the at center back position. Mm-hmm. You end up getting pushed out to that right side, which is great. I think that, that suits your skill set yeah. really well. What's it like playing next to Adilson Milanda? That's what that's what I want to know. Like, what's it like? How's the communication? Mm-hmm. He, he's a baller. Yeah, yeah. It must make really you feel good, good to yeah. know that he's he's right there next. Yeah, to yeah. Him. No, he's he's really good to play next to. You. I mean, like you can't even, like I remember last year when he first came. 
it's almost like you can't even tell that he's you know he's I think he's 21 and you can't even tell he's 21 you, yeah. f- you feel like he's like way older than that and he's already been in the league for so long and um, you know the communication is great I mean like me and him we play next to each other like, we're both you know younger guys on that side but like you know we I feel like both of us you know have that level of experience that like we kind of bounce off, bounce off each other really well and you know like I know that like you know ball goes in behind like he's going to cover me and vice versa if ball goes over him I'm going to cover him like we have that you know great relationship with each other which is really nice and um, yeah he's just like you said he's just a baller he's a really good player and you know, I think he's going to do big, big things one day. And there was a game. You know, he he came off injured in that LAFC match. But it was a huge match for the squad. Uh, I wanted to mention that game specifically, just mm-hmm. because you had such a great game. Yeah. It was a it was a really nice win for the for the squad, picking up three crucial points. But what I want to know personally is during that ninety minute stretch, like when you're in that moment and you are cooking and you're playing well, like are you aware of that? Like where's your mind in that moment? Like I'm having a good game? Uh, I mean, yeah. Like, I mean, you can tell like, you know, in the game, like when you're, you know, you're connecting passes, you're making plays happen. Like you can kind of tell in your brain like, okay, like I'm, I'm cooking right now. Like let's keep it going. But that, that's the thing. Like you can say to yourself like, you know, you're doing well, but the thing is like it's 90 minutes. Like you're going to have to keep going. And like, um, and so like you, you can tell in the game like you're doing well and it's just like about you know how can I keep improving keep improving keep making plays happen because you know the more and more you do that the more the opponent gets frustrated you know what I mean at the end of the day so um, it's just about just kind of keeping that role going yeah you had uh, notably great uh, play in that game like I always love watching you play and uh, knowing that LAFC was coming into our house yeah. was, was in a very extremely important match for you know the club's aspirations mm-hmm. and knowing that Vela Buanga, you know the new guy, Matty Matush Bogus or whatever. Yeah. These are like dangerous, dangerous guys. Yeah. And and yes, they did end up scoring, but we just controlled that match the whole game. And what's it like putting to know the scouting report, to know you got dangerous guys coming in, and then to just you know know at the end of the day you put them in your pocket and, and took care of business. Yeah, I mean at the end of the day, like you have to think about you know what you know. Obviously, those guys you can say they're you know they're big names in the league and they're mm-hmm. they have they're quality players for sure. At the end of the day. We also have quality as well, so it's also about believing in our ability and not, mm-hmm. you know, worrying so much about like, oh, Vela, Bowanga, Bogus, like they're all coming in and like, it doesn't matter. At the end of the day, at the end of the day, like we we have our team, like we have our team. We have a lot of guys that have lots of qualities that you know bounce off each other. So it's just about, you know, when we get that report, like the you know scouting report, you know, you're going through that. It's about how can the team kind of manage these guys well enough to the fact that you know we can be have that success. And you know, I feel like we did really really well and that's for me by far you know kind of our best performance you know throughout the whole season so far yeah it was so. an amazing night yeah. yeah well you say you don't uh get around too much on social media that's good i like you focused on, <laughs> on, your, on what's yeah. important but you may or may not be aware of a, of a burgeoning movement that is out there there's stickers that exist and a lot of the supporters pass these memes around all over the place Play Jalen Lindsay every damn game. Oh, yeah. I don't know if you're aware. But, <laughs> yeah, I'm aware. But, you know, I'm I know, aware. I know it's all healthy competition. I'm you aware. love you guys, and the squad is strong. But does it make you feel good? <laughs> you know, you talk about the TFO giving you a confidence. Yeah, how, yeah. About, how about the yeah. meme? No, I've I've heard about that and. Uh, Obviously, like again, like I'll say it again, like it gives me an extra boost to know that there are people that you know are kind of noticing that you know when I'm on the field that you know I do a fantastic job, and that mm-hmm. that means so much to me because you know, like I said like before, like I go out there, I want to give out to the fans, out to you know my teammates, the coaches, and I just want to show that you know like I have you know the quality and ability you know to be out there, uh, hopefully every game, and you know you know be out there and because I have the quality, I I know myself. Um, but to know that other people are noticing it, other fans, especially like our hometown fans, mm-hmm. um, to know that 
they know I have the quality, it just makes it even better. We've talked a lot of on-the-field stuff. I know we don't have a lot of time left. So I know there's there's a specific question about music that, oh, I, that, yeah, I, that yeah. I want to get to because we talk about music on the show a lot. Okay, okay. And, Big part of our vibe, it, for and, sure. And there's been a, a lot of great concerts coming into town recently. <laughs> and, I, I missed all of them, so don't worry. For what it's worth, I haven't been, I haven't been to one yet. You didn't yet, have Beyonce either. tickets? Well, I think we're out of town, no? We, yeah, you, guys, you guys are in yeah. Texas. Yeah, something else is going on. Like I said, like yeah. Magical cup run. I don't know. Yeah. One of those things. But yeah. We, we want to know. It's in, it's it's the Jalen Lindsay Festival, right? Yeah. You can book. You can Give book. us your three headliners. Because you have really eclectic taste in the show with your playlist, I think. You know, your little country, your little hip-hop. Little yeah, I'm, I'm kind of, I'm a little everything. Yeah, so, so, so it's, not a, it's, it's the Jalen Lindsay Music Festival, Summer 24, Bank of America. Who's headlining? Boy, you can think about it for a minute, but uh, you know the, the concerts uh, have been a big issue. They just announced another big one with George Strait and Chris Stapleton. I don't know. I don't know if uh, if you can get any tickets to that. I'm sure some of our listeners would be pretty happy. Um, I would say my first one for sure would have to be Drake. That's just like kind of like my lock. Yeah, that's, my, that's my that's, that's my lock. There's no money. That's my lock for sure. This is your festival. You got a suite. Um, you have the only suite, and everybody else. You know, oh man. Yeah. I'll probably, if I'm gonna add country in there, I do listen to Morgan Wallen a lot, so I'll probably put yeah, him in there. This is, yeah, this is power packed. Three. Maybe introduce some people to a musical act they don't know that one. Okay. You know? Yeah. I'll say three. Uh, I mean, he's a rapper. He's called Rod Wave. Okay. I, I listen to him a lot. I mean, yeah. I, don't, I don't know if you saw. Like, I wore his kind of his sweatshirt. I went to his concert yeah. when they had it uh, this past off season. Um, you know, I just obviously I love his music and I listen to it. Yeah, time. I don't. Even, I didn't even get the context of this meme, but I saw a post you made that said I've been listening to Rod Wave so much I dreamed about Kareem. <laughs> I don't, I don't so that, like, yeah. so I, like in the song, he's like, I had a dream about Kareem. So yeah, it's like, it's just like, like the whole meme is just it was just so funny. I so yeah, one of the cool things you do when you do engage with social media, you have. A, I looked at your IG. You kind of like just clear the photo reel at the end of every yeah, month. Yeah, you yeah. just give us this little sampling of like what the the previous yeah. month of your life yeah. was like, and I think fans. Kind of like that. Yeah, no, 100%. And that reminds me of one thing. It's just like saying, I, I wish I did that. Yeah. Right? That is, and I might take that from you and do that. Because, <laughs> you know, we're all working on this. You know, I everyone wants to stay grounded. And I think that's a great way to stay grounded. Because at the end of the month, take a look back. Yeah, yeah. Take some really nice photos that remind you yeah. of where you've been. And then all, it's on to the next month. Yeah, so to I mean, create those new memories. Yeah, I mean, so that's just what, like, when I got the idea, um, you know, I kind of just thought of it, like, I thought it was a cool idea. Because then, you know, you're not having, it, it kind of, when I look back at the year, you know, I can kind of swap through those photos and be like, you know, I went through this stage of my life. You know, this this is what happened this month. You know, like yeah. so, like you know, when it comes, you know, December, you know, I can look back at my IG and be like, you know, this is that was my whole year. You know what I mean? So yeah. I think it just makes it so easy. You know, like you can pick your favorite photos at the end, the end of the month and right. just post them. And they look back on it and just say like, you know, that was my month, and you just see how kind of like your your year goes up and down, and you know, go from there. So. Yeah, he's Jalen Lindsay. He's here on the Charlotte Soccer Show. That's 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 amazing. What I'm going to do for this Saturday is I'm going to create the Jalen Lindsay pregame playlist. Those three artists. Okay. artists we're okay. going to pick our favorite songs. We'll share it from the show. Okay. And that's what we're, we we pregame we pregame for the matches a little differently. Okay. Up, <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. But uh, we still do. We're with you. Yeah, okay, got you. We do do a walk-in to the local pub, though, in Match Day Fits, and we have a whole uh, red carpet there, people taking... No, we actually don't, we actually don't do that. But, I was about uh, to say, that's impressive, yeah. actually. <laughs> but, uh, I hope uh, our, our TIFOs, our tremendous friends of the show, we call them that, I hope you enjoyed this interview. Um, and it's, I think it's serendipitous that 
you know, he's the TIFO man, and he's here for the TIFOs. Yeah. Right. And yeah. um, it's it's the pleasure been having you on the show. It's it's been awesome yep. watching you play soccer. Uh, we always talk about the joy in the game. We like to see, hey, who's enjoying their soccer? <laughs> and it always feels like you're enjoying the game. Yeah, so yeah, uh, we've, sure. we've I've enjoyed this interview. I know you have as well. Nice. Thanks for joining us. Yeah, thank you. Appreciate it, guys. Thank yeah. you. Jalen Lindsay is officially for the crown, baby. <laughs> of course, always. <laughs> <laughs>